on listener-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, at com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up a great Monday here at JMNAM. This truly was a great Monday broadcast. Uh, thank you to Ellie Marcus. Thank you to Mayer. Thank you to um, uh, Sean Malachowski, who joined us earlier. Thank you again to everybody at JCT. Mazal Tov, Stu Hershkowitz, and all the honorees last night. Um, and thank you to everybody for tuning in this morning. Mazal Tov! To the Teitelbaum and Rothenberg families, tonight's the big wedding. Music's going to be amazing, that I can promise you. Miles stuff to Miriam and Aaron Teitelbaum from all of us here at JM in the AM. Have a fabulous Monday. Stay tuned. We've got uh, Mayor Weingarten with the Israel Show, Yoni Pollock with After Further Review, and then Jake Novak with comments about Bernie Sanders on Novak Now at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Have a great Monday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future. You've been listening to JM in the AM. Coming up next, The Israel Show with Mayor Weingarten on the Nachum Siegel Network at NachumSiegel.com. Cheshvan, Tafshin Pei, coming to you live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York. I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. <laughs> I'm <laughs> Kashelis 
שלמים בלי שורש, אין המרק ויש יורש. הסוללה אוזלת, והתקרה נוזלת, המדינה גוזלת, והממשלה פוזלת. שוטף פלוס שישים, העומס בכבישים, קשה עם המיסים, וכולנו אדישים. אז אין לנו זכות בכלל להתלונן, הכל סוחמסה וברוך השם Thank <laughs> To translate the metaphor, life is a bowl of cherries. Achayim shalanu tutim literally means our life is like strawberries, but it means we have a sweet life. Things are good. All the great things that we have in our life. That was Hanan Ben-Ari with his hit song. It was the number one song of the year. I believe that was last year. Welcome, welcome, welcome one and all to this week's edition of the Israel Show. Thank you so much for joining us, making us a part of your week. We're here each and every Monday, immediately following JM in the AM, which translates to 9 a.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Israel time and around the world, wherever you are, whatever time it is. That's the time we are on. But don't worry if you miss it. Don't worry, don't worry. You can listen online, on demand, on demand, I tell you, whenever you want. via the Nachum Siegel Network app and on NachumSiegel.com and you can sign up for the podcast and have it delivered into your device for free whenever we have a new show which is almost every week going on seven years not yet but soon at the end of this month will be our seventh anniversary holy Toledo a uh, very frustrating show today <laughs> we'll talk about some of um, the um, skewing done by the Israeli media the slanting of the news or as um, President Trump labeled it very well fake news the the two examples from the last week of uh, fake news in Israel well I should say one example of fake news and one example of how <clears throat> um, those who demand tolerance of others they call themselves progressives um, are not able to show tolerance when uh, it, it, it someone else's opinion differs from theirs they're tolerant of anybody who That has the same opinion that they have, but and they call for tolerance, but if somebody has a different opinion, then tolerance not so much. 
We'll share that with you. Lots of great music, Israeli music, great stuff as always. Um, you can check us out, facebook.com slash the Israel Show, facebook.com slash the Israel. Take a look, the Israel Show, facebook.com slash the Israel Show. Take a look, have a listen, and then if you like it, give us a like. Um, <clears throat> as an introduction, and it fits in very well to the topic that I want to talk about during today's show, which is uh, the media and their biases. I found an interview that was aired yesterday <laughs> with Avri Gilad, whose name you've heard on this program many times. Fascinating individual. Man is in his uh, late 50s, started out at the age of 18 as a young Galit Sahal uh, staffer who literally changed comedy in Israel, especially radio and TV comedy, um, a revolution. He, he was seen as the wonderkind, if you will. He, he and another person started a show called Mayesh. I remember being in Israel and r- racing to my radio around the time that it was on to make sure that I listened to it because there was no on-demand back then and uh, you couldn't record it or anything. <laughs> so you had to be there to listen to it. You could theoretically record it on a cassette tape. Um, with the years, Avri Gilad, who was part of that whole genre, that whole elite, the media elite, young, arrogant, he um, he became very super... Uh, he became a superstar, basically. A superstar. And then, through the influence of someone by the name of Uri Orbach, Zichrono Livracha, he changed. He was convinced that the ideas of the left were wrong, that Oslo was a bad thing, and so forth. And he slowly turned around and became a right-wing uh, believer, so to speak, uh, supporter. He's not religious in any which way. He, uh, but but he understands and respects that we live in a Jewish country and there are certain Jewish things that we do as Jews. He respects religion, which is pretty amazing in and of itself. Um, and now he is the hero of the right, but as he himself has testified, he has lost all, almost all his friends on the left. Almost all his friends on the left. They couldn't be his friend anymore because he switched. He became you know, this uh, this right-winger. So there's a great example of, yet again, the people that call for tolerance, the people on the left, the people who claim they're progressive and open-minded, liberal, let all opinions be heard, let the enemies, the Arabs who are our enemies, let their opinion be heard because we're liberal, we should be open-minded, we should hear everything. But the minute someone turned against... Not against. The minute someone has a different opinion, he's uh, he's gone. He's a, 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 a non-person. Anyway, so on this uh, interview, he, he was interviewed on Khan, on the Israeli television um, 
what used to be Shidur Israel or, or Israel Broadcast Authority, now it's called Khan. He was interviewed, and um, there was a clip that really caught my ear. And he says in the clip, I'll play the clip for you in a minute. And he says in the clip, I'll, I'll translate it afterwards, but the gist of the clip is people that condemn me, people that criticize me, um, I was one of you, and I know exactly what went on and what goes on and who you are behind your facade. So here's the clip, and then we'll translate it. Avri Gilad. תחליט ותדמית כל הרע, זו קבוצה נורא קטנה. היא אומנם מאוד קולנית, אתה מכיר אותם כי הם גרים בתל אביב. אוקיי. Okay. אני לא סופר אותם, מכיוון שאני, אתה יודע, הייתי בגלי צה"ל והייתי שייך לאליטה המתנשאת הזאת, שחושבת שהיא חזות הכל. אני הייתי חלק מהאנשים האלה שלקחו את הסינגלים של האומנים המזרחיים וזרקו אותם על הקירות בשביל לראות אותם נשברים. וואלה. אני הייתי בן אדם, אני הייתי מאלה שכשהייתי יודע על מישהו שימני, הייתי חוסם אותו. It's astounding, if you think about it, now that we have the ability to hear from somebody who was part of that uh, media elite and now is ready to call them out. So here's what he says. There's a group of people who think that I, Avri Gilad, represent all the bad and the evil in the world. But you know what? They're a very small group of people. True, they're very loud. They're very vocal. They get heard in the media. You know them because they live in Tel Aviv. I ignore them. They count for nothing. Why? Because I, says Avri Gilad, I was one of them. I was part of Galei Tzahal. I was part of that arrogant, supercilious elite that think that they are the be-all and end-all. I was one of them, the snobs who took, now listen to this, they took the singles of the Mizrahi artists. Now the Mizrahi artists, those from Eidot HaMizrach, had a different style of music. It wasn't the Western style, it was a combination, but it was heavily influenced by their Mizrahi upbringing. That was not considered for many, many decades legitimate music on Israeli radio. It just wasn't played. And if you wanted to listen to it, you had to go buy cassettes. They used to call Tachana Merkazi music because that's where they would sell the cassettes. So he's saying here, we used to take, when they would send a single, maybe on a disc or maybe on a cassette, to Galei Tzaha, we used to take it and throw it against the wall so that it smashed to pieces. Because to us, now I'm adding, he says, to us, it was illegitimate. Well, who are they? They're not part of our elite, our, our Ashkenazi European elite. I was one of those guys, continues Avri Gilad, if I knew so- that someone at Galit Sahal had right-wing opinions, I would block him, meaning I would shut him out. I wouldn't give him coverage. Oh, anybody who listens still to news on television or radio in the mainstream media, this is about Israel, same thing about America. Understand that this still is the rule rather than the exception. 
and in, in the media. And we wouldn't know about it if not for one or two people like Avri Gilad and a couple of others who have seen it from the inside and have the guts to speak up. They have the guts to say what they think, to go against the trend and to speak up. And for that, they're ostracized, and it takes a lot of koach. Look, we love Naomi Shemer. We love Naomi Shemer. But when she started expressing views, political views, that were positive toward Gush Emunim and toward Yehudan Shemron and Hit Yashvut and so forth, settlements and so forth, they started to ban her. And she backed down because she knew that her songs wouldn't get airplay and she wouldn't be listened to in the public sphere. That's not democracy. That's not freedom of speech. And look around us here in America. If we think it's any different here, it's not. And it's getting worse. If you go against PC, you're shut out. There is no more freedom of speech, surely not on a university campus. It's a frightening thing. We'll, and we'll bring two more examples uh, as we continue here on the Israel Show. Tenlia Tayomazel, Aaron Razel, and Yonatan Razel together remind us that, uh, hey, this is another day that we can do the best we can with, and let's do it. Tenlia Tayomazel, my name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to the Israel Show on the Nahum Siegel Network. לא אביט לאחוריי, השביל פתוח לפניי. לא יכולתי לחכות, ערכו לי לילותיי. תן לי את היום הזה, תן לי את היום הזה. עגלה עוברת וקוראת אליי, בוא Thank you. 
We promised you two stories about uh, the media in Israel. So, both of them are about observant Jews, one an American, one an Israeli. Both of them are names that are very well known, each one in his own country and maybe maybe around the world in, in different ways. Nat Lewin is a well-known lawyer, jurist in America, less well-known maybe in, uh, in Israel. Rabbi Eliezer Fierer, who heads up Ezra Lamarpeh, is very well known in Israel, has definitely saved tens of thousands of lives, if not more. It's a little less known in America. An amazing organization. Both of them suffered from this uh, Hadra. We'll start with Nat Lewin. And we'll uh, deal with uh, Rabbi Fear second. You can't miss the fact that their major issue in Israel, one of the major issues, one is, of course, the elections and who's going to put together a government, and the answer is nobody in the meantime. And you have another 16 days to relax, because in 16 days from now is the deadline by which Benny Gantz has to either form a coalition or... Uh, or um, put his hands up and said I, I, and say I wasn't able to so for the next 15 days probably nothing is going to happen and then at the last minute something might happen but many pundits in Israel believe that there will be new elections we don't predict we tell you not what will be but what might be so the two options are there new elections or somebody get, somebody's manages to cobble together um, enough votes to have a majority. Uh, you don't need to have uh, 61. You can have a minority government as long as you have more votes than the other guys. That's issue one. Related to it very closely are the indictments that are waiting to be handed down on 
Prime Minister Netanyahu in three cases, known in Hebrew as Tik Elef Alpayim and Shloshet Alafim, docket 1,000, docket 2,000, docket 3,000, each one is different. Um, and the media in Israel, the anti-BB media in Israel, have been working hand-in-hand with the government prosecutors who send them a steady stream of leaks of testimony by the um, state's witnesses and testimony uh, of um, at the police and other leaks. Some of them are actual recordings. Some of them are just word-by-word tra- word transcripts. And of course, those leaks are all there in order to create in the public perception, in the public's mind, this idea that Netanyahu is guilty. Oh, how could he not be guilty? Listen to listen to all these things. Of course, they don't hear the other side because the prosecutors are not leaking <laughs> any positive material to the to the to the defense side to defend Prime Minister Netanyahu. The defense doesn't usually have a lot of the material, although they do get it at some point. But if you look at the the content of the leaks, you'll see that they're all going against Netanyahu. Leaking to the media from a closed um, interrogation, police interrogation, is illegal and, and could be punished by prison time. But actually, just a few minutes ago, the Attorney General announced that even though there has been requests from several people to investigate the leaks and see um, if somebody needs to be indicted, because it is a crime, he decided he's not going to go against that. But this has been going on day after day after day. Um, There is basically... On, on the most popular Israeli channel, Channel 2, and their news program, which is the most popular news program in Israel. And uh, on the Friday night one, it is the most popular of the most popular. And they have a panel discussion, like you see on so many uh, news shows. And uh, one member of the panel is always someone by the name of Amnon Abramovich, who um, was terribly wounded in the Yom Kippur War, it uh, it is noticeable the burn marks over his body. He barely survived as he uh, drove a tank that was hit and uh, drove it to save others. But he is as anti Netanyahu as you can possibly imagine. But he's part of this group. He's part of the group that just keep getting twisted, biased, skewed information from the prosecutors in order to make Netanyahu look bad and to show everybody that it's like an open and shut case. I don't understand what the question is. Now, last week, Netanyahu requested at the Shimua, which is the hearing before indictment, where his lawyers get a, a chance to knock down the uh, indictment. They, they get 
they have all the evidence against Netanyahu, and they're able to use this opportunity to show the prosecutor this evidence is not is not real, or some other message that they want to give, and then the prosecutor has to, and then the attorney general has to make a decision at the end whether to indict or not. That's called shimua. It's a hearing, and Netanyahu had asked that uh, two American jurists legal experts come before the committee to 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 explain we'll, we'll tell you in a minute what it was that they explained and uh, the committee agreed like just at the end of the shimua at the end of the whole process which was a three-day process that they would hear hear out these two american experts now I will tell you, after listening to an interview with one of the two that appeared there, not Nate Lewin, the other one, whose name is Avi Bell, the claim that they wanted to bring forth, and it, and, and it is a constitutional or, 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 or dem- a democracy claim. And here it is. Netanyahu is being uh, accused of bribing, of accepting a bribe from the publisher Yiriyot Achronot. We explained last week that whole story. You can go back to the archives and hear it in detail. Yiriyot Achronot was offering something to Netanyahu. Netanyahu was giving something to uh, Let's do it the other way. Netanyahu was offering something to Diyot Achoronot that he would pass a certain law, which he later didn't do. I mean, he it was it was all a charade in a way, but he made believe that he was going to pass a certain law that would be helpful to Diyot Achoronot, the newspaper and the uh, media moguls who own it. And in return, because bribery is a quid pro quo, you, you give something, you get something. In return, what was he going to get? Not money, not anything that is tangible, but he was going to get positive coverage. That's what the editor of Yidiot Achronot promised him. We'll totally turn around. It'll take a little time because it's a big boat and we have to turn it, you know, 180 degrees. But very slowly, but surely, we will turn around the coverage in the newspaper to be pro-Netanyahu, which in and of itself tells you a lot about the uh, reliability of the media. However, it has never, in the history of Israel's jurisprudence, it has never been so that someone was prosecuted for bribery where what he was getting was press coverage. In fact, the prosecutor, the government prosecutor, admits that it is precedent-setting but he says, but I've decided to bring this as a precedent. Nowhere in Israeli law is there a precedent for that. In fact, let's say, in parentheses, in fact, others, not only others, almost every politician has give and take with the media. The media leaks something to a politician, the politician does something good for the media. I'm sorry, the politician leaks something to the media and in return gets positive coverage. 
This happens all the time, all over the world, all over the democratic world. Avi Bell and Nat Lewin came before the committee to give a message that what you're about to do, this precedent that you're about to set, is very dangerous. Avi Bell even said in an interview, we wrote on top, danger. Because you open up the media to being constantly threatened by the police and the prosecutors who are in power. In effect, you're giving a free hand to what they call the deep state. Meaning, tomorrow, somebody comes over to a a commentator on a news program. The police arrest him and say, um, you're being arrested and you're being taken into interrogation. Why? Because you gave positive coverage on, on this story to politician X. And we want to know what you got in return. It opens up the f- what should be the free press to constant scrutiny by the police where they will where the press will really have no more freedom because they will be looking over their shoulder to see uh-oh is this is 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 this story something that the that the police are going to come after me and it gives the police basically it turns the media over to a police state where the police and the prosecutors get to determine the freedom of the press in Israel. And they said, in every democratic country in the world, and they said we went and checked precedents around the world, whenever a case like this came up, it was decided not to prosecute for that reason. So he says, in the entire democratic world over the last 150 years, there has never been a precedent for doing this, and in fact, There were situations where it might have been done because the evidence was there, but it was never taken to prosecution because of that. Because of the danger to the freedom of press and the freedom of democracy. That was the point. It's an important point. That was the point that they wanted to make. Now, we'll take a quick musical break, and then we'll come back and we'll show you how Amnon Abramovich twists this story to make it as if it's irrelevant to anything. Has has no meaning whatsoever. Joseph Cardoner. Should we do that one? Yeah. Joseph. <laughs> Joseph Cardoner with Kita Avor B'mayim. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Ba ma 
Yosef Karduner with Kitav Orbamayim. That's a nice one. Off of which album, they ask? I don't know. Sorry. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nile Siegel Network. So, we were telling you about the uh, testimony before the uh, hearing in which uh, Nate Lewin, together with Professor Avi Bell, wanted to make an important point about freedom of the press and how Abnon Abramovich, this story was leaked to him, what they said, and the prosecutors who leaked to him, who want to get BB, and he wants to get BB, it's sort of like everybody against Netanyahu, 
need to flick this away like they would flick away, you know, a bothersome insect, let's say. Nat Lewin. Ah, who's he? Who's Nat Lewin? What does he know? He doesn't know anything about the case, whatever. Now, notice, I gave you the background of what they said. The listener on Channel 2, as Amran Abramovich is speaking, has no idea the point, the important points that they made about the dangers of prosecuting positive press as bribery. Okay? We'll play for you the Hebrew and then we'll do the translation into English and, and comment on it. This is Amun Abramovich on Ulpan Shishi of last, uh, not this past Friday, the Friday before. עכשיו הופיעו שני מומחים אמריקאים ובביטאונים תומכי ביבי אמרו שהם הקריסו את התיק. אז אני ממש בפולקלור קצר. הופיע פרופסור אבי בל, שהוא מרצה בבר אילן, בעל דעות מובהקות, הוא גם מלמד בסן דייגו, <coughs> ועורך דין בשם נתן לואין, בן 83, יהודי חביב, מקורב לחב"ד. שניהם אמרו, אנחנו לא מכירים את התיק, לא מכירים את הראיות. הם סיפרו ככה סיפורים שטובים לפסטיבל מספרי סיפורים. הביאו קצת אידישקייט, קצת פרקי אבות, קצת משפט עברי, קצת חוקה אמריקאית וקצת תומאס ג'פרסון. אז כאמור, הם דיברו בחביבות, התקבלו בחביבות, אבל זה לפסטיבל מספרי סיפורים, זה לא מקריס תיק, וזה גם לא מערער את התיק. the entire tone of what he's trying to say, the words he uses, the way he explains uh, what happened, is to make it, oh, it's, it was nice, it was cute, it was, you know, it was likable, yeah, it was charming. Yeah, but it's, it's irrelevant. Here's the, I'm going to translate it now. Two American experts, he doesn't say law experts, two American experts appeared before the hearing, and... Um, BB supporters, continues uh, Abramovich, they say that these experts demolished the case against BB. So Amran Abramovich says, I'm going to answer them. Here's a little bit of folklore. Okay, it's folklore. There's, there's nothing serious here. Folklore. One of the Americans is Professor Avi Bell, a lecturer at Barilan with very clear opinions, meaning... Barilan, he's a right winger, he's going to protect Netanyahu no matter what, doesn't matter. Okay. And, listen to this, a lawyer named Nat Lewin, who's 83 years old, he's an affable, likable Jew with uh, ties to Chabad. That's the way he described Nat Lewin. You know, he's 83, he's an older guy, he's very nice. The subtext is, but he's not a serious gun. Continues Abramovich, both experts said, quote, we don't know the case, we don't know the evidence. They told Sipurim, they told stories, stories. Now we know what they told. They explained the danger of what the um, prosecutor is doing in the in Netanyahu bribery case with Yediot Achronot. For Amnon Abramovich, these experts were telling stories. 
stories that would be good for a storytelling festival. A little Yiddishkeit, a little Pirkei Avot, some Mishpat Ivri, meaning um, law that has its sources in, in, uh, in, in, in the Gemara. A little bit of American constitutional law, and some Thomas Jefferson. That's what that was. That's what they had. That's what they brought to the table. A little Yiddish guy, a little Pirkei Right? You hear it. Yeah, it's nothing. <laughs> this is this is important. Why? Why do you even think this is important? That's the subtext. Why do you even think this is important? An eighty-three-year-old. Why he's a likable guy? He's a nice guy, but. They spoke b'chavivut, charmingly or likably. Their words were greeted b'chavivut. Chavivut is a way of saying it's not serious. Yeah, they're very charming, they're very nice, they're very likable. If he would be on the other side, he would say, this is what they claim, and it's a very strong claim, and Nat Lewin, you know who... No, no, everything is done b'chavivut. But this is a storytelling festival. It doesn't topple any of the case, and doesn't undermine the uh, the docket against uh, Netanyahu. Now, it's embarrassing, it's embarrassing, I tell you, that I need to defend Nat Lewin, who, who is... Who is sh- who, who's poo-pooed by by Amnon Abramovich at the behest of Israeli prosecutors. Nat Lewin graduated magna cum laude from Harvard Law School in 1960. It wasn't so easy to get into Harvard Law School as a Jew back then. He clerked for Associate Justice John Harlan of the Supreme Court of the United States. He was an assistant to the Solicitor General in the Department of Justice of the United States under Archibald Cox and Thurgood Marshall. He argued 12 cases before the Supreme Court of the United States. Don't take that lightly. It is not a simple thing. And and very few and far between are those who are qualified to argue before the Supreme Court. He's recognized as a brilliant mind in areas of law. But his problem was he was taking the wrong side and Amnon Abramovich has to make sure that Nat Lewin who was there at Netanyahu's request, is portrayed as likable but a harmless old man. It's unbelievable. If, if I could send a message to Amnon Abramovich, it would be, how dare you, number one. And number two, why don't you open up Wikipedia and see who Nat Lewin is? Just the facts. One of the cases that he argued before the Supreme Court was the case of Zivitovsky versus the Secretary of State. It changed over time. Hillary Clinton, um, John Kerry, 
that went on for 13 years and he argued the case that if someone was born in Jerusalem in Israel, the State Department refused to put the word Jerusalem because they didn't recognize Jerusalem as part of Israel. That's uh, something we spoke about many years ago on the show. We interviewed Ari Zivitovsky. So he's, uh, he's a nice guy. He's a kindly old gentleman. And you know what? Those in the media... who should care most about the danger that he's warning about, just can't get over their BB derangement syndrome. Seriously. It it, it is unbelievable how the deck is stacked by the, what we call in America, the deep state, (laughs) and someone lovingly in Israel calls it the deep shtetl. And Israel's Minister of Justice came out last week and said it very clearly, quoting Ruby Rivlin, quoting Mendelblit, Avichai Mendelblit himself, who was the Attorney General now, but who had false accusations brought against him, quoting other big names of people who had false accusations brought against them when the 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 deep state in the justice ministry didn't want them to become minister of justice or had some other gripe with them. And it's the first time that a minister of justice had the guts to go up against the deep state. And he was very smart. He didn't use his own words. He just quoted Rivlin and Mendelblit and others it is very scary and it's happening in America too let's not fool ourselves as bad as it is in America in, in Israel it is terrible in America as well the, the, the deep state and what they're doing now to President Trump whether you like it or not but we all have to be very frightened by um by what's happening here where impeachment proceedings are being brought over nonsense and so forth again we can disagree but to think that all this is being done because justice has to be served or because we have to defend I mean they two and a half years of the Russian investigation brought nothing Comey the head of the CIA the head of the FBI all these people were all involved and it all became very clear through recordings that they hate Trump and they need to have insurance policy against him and so forth this is what happens in a democracy and this can spell an end of a democracy if it's not curtailed on time the media in Israel is so complicit now thankfully in America you have a little bit of pushback in Israel, there are now, in key places, one reporter here, one reporter there, one, one um, commentator here or there who are on Netanyahu's side. But as on that very same old Panchishi, where Amit Segal appears, who is a brilliant journalist and commentator, just brilliant, and he can, he can knock them all down. He's just outshouted. He says a few words. He gets in his one little piece of the case. 
and then he's just out shouted. We'll go to another song. First time we're playing it here, I believe. It's a really nice one. Tal Abergil. Yehiyu Yamim Yafim. Was released this year, but just never got to uh, to play it. Yehiyu Yamim Yafim Tal Abergil. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Amim, Nidmeshe Hachaim Pashut Lomis Tadrim, Vikmoavak Baru Achanunis Hafim, Imsheriotel Hachaim Ume Kavim, Shetovati Lavo Al Tikni, Lashi Gralit Fospi Kutiri Oti. No millionaire, but smart in Nice one, Tal Abar Jill. 
יהיו ימים יפים, my name is Mayor Weingart, and you're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nahum Siegel Network. Of course, of course, of course, I've run out of time. Uh, I'll try and do this, um, well, do I even have time to do it quickly? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. All right, we'll have to, uh, yet again, <laughs> leave it for another time. I'm not... Uh, it's really, uh, it's it's really. I, I think I need another hour, but I don't. Know the, but I probably couldn't do another hour. So, <laughs> so, so that that's the way that works. Um, we're gonna end off with music by um, where was it? By Bat Ella, and Tamid Einaim. Beautiful song. I want always the eyes so that I can see the beauty of God's creations. Uh, Before that, as always, we say thank you. Thank you for tuning us in, thanking us for making us a part of your week. Thanks for all your Facebook likes and comments. Don't forget facebook.com slash The Israel Show. We post later on today a link to the show, plus a link to all the YouTube videos of the songs that we played during the show, so you can listen to them whenever you want. Thanks to the staff of the Nachum Siegel Network, and my very special thanks, as always, to Nachum Siegel. Coming up on the Nachum Siegel Network, Yoni Pollock, with, after further review, covering the latest in the world of sports, and then, Novak Now. Jake Novak discusses why Bernie Sanders is so hostile to Israel, and how should decent people respond to his smears against the Jewish state. And then the Great Monday Music Marathon continues throughout the day. Until next Monday, immediately following Jam and Dan, this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. They're just running in a different race.